Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, also known as Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury-level, high-performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Lisa McDonald. She is the founder of Career Polish, where she specializes in career management and executive presence. I have coach MJ Tolan. He is a speaker, author, and entrepreneur with 35 years experience. He's lived in 12 countries and is the host of the podcast, Mission I'm Possible. And I have Dr. Cole Galloway. He's a recovering academic working in social justice and disability, primarily with babies as the founder of Go Baby Go. The question I have today, why are we our own worst critic? Cole, what do you think? Boy, this, this really hit the heart of being human, life, work, all that. For me personally, I don't mind being my my worst critic. That's not what hurts me long-term. I can be my most the biggest critic. I know me. I've been around this knucklehead forever that I can remember. He's never not been here. I know the stupid shit you guys don't know. I know that I'm not as good as you keep saying. I think we forget though that the flip side is we also can be our biggest fan. We really mm-hmm. can when no one's looking, even at the bare bones, we can look and go, you know what? I do a good job. So I have to ask though, do you ever do that? I do now because I am so focused on working for others. And I know that the, the oppression and marginalization that I see every day in other people can be toxic for me. So if I don't hold myself accountable for the good and the bad, be my biggest fan, mm. then I can't do great things for others. And that's how I sort of Jedi mind tricked myself to hold myself up so I can do better for others because I'm not going to hold myself up just for me. If you feel like you're in service to others, then be your best self, which means go ahead and hold yourself up. And so you can give that energy to other people. Mm. Lisa? There's a lot to unpack there. And I, I really like what Paul was saying as far as we can use this to kind of not just hold ourselves accountable, but also help ourselves grow. And say, you know, look how far I've come. Because it's easy to say, look how far I have to go. Mm-hmm. But say, look how far I've come. So I think that's a, that's a great point to make is use that to help yourself. I think one of the things that I find with a lot of people is they have a hard time articulating that. Because it's not recommended. Um, mm-hmm. It's very hard to say those nice things about yourself because we're not taught that. We're not taught how to do that. I mean, I know in, in, in my generation, it was unladylike to brag about yourself. And mm-hmm. from a male perspective is you let your work speak for itself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something we've never learned to do. We're good at doing it for other people. Hey, you're doing a great job with what you're doing. But we, I think we're now starting to turn that on ourselves and saying, okay, we can be our own advocate without feeling like we're, you know, we're bragging, we're boasting, or that we're, we're stepping out of who we are. Coach? Yeah, I'm picking up on what Lisa said about generational, because I've, I've heard these things about uh, those, those issues when people were growing up in those days. Um, it wasn't taught to them, and it was considered to be conceited uh, to talk about yourself. And that was really a no-no. Uh, but here we have ourselves today. Today, we've got the juxtaposition is social media. So everybody's like, oh, Instagram and this and that. And, and they have the life of Riley and everybody's a multimillionaire and so happy and has so many things and everything is cuckoo, cuckoo. 
And yet lately, and this is uh, just coming into play these last few months, I've noticed more mental health awareness where people are calling out this facade syndrome that everybody's kind of got caught into mm-hmm. and starting to use the words, hey, it's time to be authentic. It's time to, to, to show your vulnerability. It's time not to be okay and to let people know that. And, and yet to, to your question, there's the imposter syndrome that grabs me and kind of keeps a lot of people back from tooting their own horn because they just might not think they're good enough because that little voice within. So as Lisa said, there's a lot to unpack. Cole um, echoed some very good points as well. The thing for me is I learned to talk to myself the way I was talked to as a child. And so I was told, don't be too proud. Don't pat yourself on the back too hard. Uh, If you succeed, it's because someone else didn't try. If I brought something forward and said, here's a thing I did, even as an adult, I remember the first time I was on the radio and I sent the interview to my parents and all I wanted back was good job, you were on the radio, right? I wanted, the little girl in me wanted to hear a good job. And what I got back was a line item of, you shouldn't have said this, you shouldn't have said that, you should have changed this, don't don't say um, all the things. And I internalized that and I got really good at finding the things so someone else wouldn't find the things for me. I never learned to be proud of myself. As an adult, I had to start saying, I don't have to be that critical of myself. Yeah. I think Coach brought in a great point about the social media. I had it, I saw an article come across the other day and it was something about, you know, what I do as a stay-at-home girlfriend and cooking and cleaning are my favorite ways of serving. Mm-hmm. And so social media, these type of things, you know, with these millions of followers, they're sending mixed messages, I think, to younger generations. As, hey, you do these things and I do this because I serve or look at me, whatever. They're monetizing after this, Mm. but it's not healthy because none of that is real. So I I totally agree with Coach that social media is is poisonous to so many people and not, they're saying, oh, you need to do this. But when a woman does, then she's criticized for it or a man was criticized for it. So I think there's a lot of double-edged swords in that mixed messages coming from that that is hindering robin like you said they're being learning how to talk to yourself yeah let's take a page out of out of justice and social justice versus social media social justice understands power let's talk about power Um, the way you produce power is very rarely through an individual you build power through collective collaborations with others if you're just something as good as, am I worth it? Am, am I as good as I think I am in the business, at home? Um, look around you, gather up your, your wolves, your tribe, and ask them for, for honest feedback. If you've really had true kind of friends, you've gotten feedback yesterday and this morning. They may even live with you, mm-hmm. and they may be able to tell you you're a jackass about that. Um, but I think we count on our collective tribe um, because we're social animals too. So I would, I would echo what Lisa said for, for young folks, older folks, um, people that rely on social media, you may feel a vacuous, this desperate need to maintain those followers because you may not feel like you have that collective power. There's not a lot of power in social media, even if you're getting paid. 
because the collective human-to-human contact isn't there. So gather your monkeys in the tree and ask those other primates, who am I? What, what am I doing? Because our identities are built out of who we surround ourselves with. And for Robin and those monkeys that raised her, they also provided her a little cocoon to fight out of. And look at, look at what we got. We got the mental MacGyver because she's pushing against that. So critic and fan live right next to each other. Just be careful. Don't, don't be your own worst critic and just a zero fan. Be a fanboy to yourself too. I think that's one of the reasons that some of the coaches, including myself, we've done courses over the years, helping people build self-confidence, helping them learn how to do affirmations, helping them learn how to focus and accept the fact that they are worthy. I mean, there's a big word right there. Mm-hmm. Worthiness. Are we worthy enough to be recognized? And, and that's that self-image uh, is a construct of all the things that we've said and all the experiences that we've had as children and then and then through our personal development. So as a construct, a construct can be destructed, destroyed, and rebuilt uh, to whatever is useful today. I think people have worth and they have value, and most people don't really tap into the value that they have. I feel like so much of this, like a lot of we talk on Quick Kits, there's a balance. You have to have some part of you that says, I can do this better. I can be more. And that gives you motivation. But you also have to have the part of you that says, I'm really good just the way I am. And this is amazing. And that keeps your self-worth and your value and and the way you feel about yourself up as well. And you can go too far in either direction. And so I think it's that balance. So thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Uh, It's a difficult one. And I'm so thankful that the three of you chose to have it today. I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.